0: Oh, Fun Facts, Facts
1: of with Allison Oh yeah! Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. RJ. <laughs> Hello. Maria. Hello. And Jake is back. Hello. All right. Uh, fun Facts Live is brought to you by Match Solitaire. Today, sale meets Match 3 to create a whole new type of puzzle. With 25,000 levels, over 10 million unique puzzles, and a ton of cute characters to unlock, there's always a fresh, match solitaire puzzle to fit your skill level and mood. Available now in the App Store and on Google Play. Yeah. Yeah. So, after that drama, get back to mm-hmm. the fun facts. How
2: about Jake? Do you want to kick us off? I certainly can. All right. Uh, so, uh, everyone knows the teddy bear, right? Yes. Uh, I think most people know the story behind the teddy bear. Yes. Um, and so. Well, maybe just in case someone doesn't, maybe the quick, quick version. Uh, so it's named after Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, he was on a big game hunting trip and he was the only one that had not killed a bear that trip. This was back in. 1900, 1902. Um, And so one of his associates that was working with him went and found a bear, chained it to a tree. (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't (laughs) laugh. That's terrible. It is terrible. Uh,
3: Don't laugh. And tried to
2: encourage him to to shoot the bear. Uh, And of course, he said no. It was unsportsmanlike. And they let the bear go. Um, And then some political satire happened. And a stuffed animal maker got permission to use his name and created the teddy bear. Um, but he hated being called Teddy. and oh, um, so he, his, uh, wife and his mother were the only people that were allowed to call him Teddy. Um, and he would get very upset with anyone else uh, that tried to call him Teddy. So he went by T Roosevelt or Theodore, um,
1: Oh. Yeah,
2: like he, and so like every time I see his name, right, I always say T. Roosevelt or Theodore Roosevelt, but everyone calls him Teddy. And oh. just, like, it was one of those like cutie, <laughs> like married nicknames, right? Mm-hmm. And right. It's like, it's not appropriate for everyone to call me <laughs> Teddy. Um, oh, that's,
1: yeah. that's sad. So the very name that he hated most is what like he's most known for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is sad. We we um, actually take our new new dog Leah to Theodore Roosevelt Park. Yeah. So that's where she does her business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, interestingly a very controversial uh, statue of Theodore Roosevelt outside the American Museum of Natural History, which is very close mm-hmm. by. Um, and there's always, there's a bunch of signs, um, explaining it yeah. in there, but yeah, it's got, um, uh, I
3: think it's being taken down.
1: Is it? I think so. Fine. I think
3: they're going to move it into the museum.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. The times, times were, times have changed a lot. A lot of stuff that was accepted back then is just no, no, no longer okay. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, wow,
3: whenever I see his name, I for some reason, my high school history teacher never called him Theodore mm. Roosevelt or Teddy Roosevelt. He always called him Old Squarehead, and that's always what it comes <laughs> to my head is old Squarehead. <laughs> I don't know why no sense at I mean all. he does have a very cubic
2: yeah. dome, yeah. but
3: yeah, old squarehead.
2: and he had a very high pitched speaking voice. oh yeah, I yeah no it was uh, almost like a wine huh. and he was like. You know, Kind of the, the stereotypical image of him as being very animated, which he was. He was just full of energy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like a, a little child speaking. Which oh. uh, is probably where Teddy oh. comes from
1: as well, I imagine. It um, uh, didn't help. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, he uh, I had a friend uh, back in Seattle at Microsoft um, who idolized Theodore Roosevelt. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and would tell me stories about him all, from time to time, and uh, they were just so fascinating. But one of them in particular really inspired me, and I can't actually—I've searched for it, and I can't actually find that it's a true quote mm-hmm. from him. But basically, the concept that I understood that he said was like he's he um, said he he decided not to say. We decided basically to say yes to pretty much everything. Um, anyway, that, I, mm. I, I, can't, I can't find that that might not actually be true, but if, but for better or for that, worse, it did inspire me quite a bit. And I did that for a while, right after I left Microsoft and was having my midlife crisis. Um, it's
3: like that's like the boy version of Shonda <laughs> Rhimes, the year of yes. <laughs> Uh, Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. I'm pretty sure it's Shonda Rhimes. Anyway, oh, no, really? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just
2: okay. teasing you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, certainly, like I, I admire his energy and like his his willingness to just sort of get things done. Yeah. um You know, certainly times were different back then, and and some of the stuff that he did is not not appropriate mm-hmm. then or now. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the stories that's kind of stuck with me is he, uh, this was after he was president. Uh, he was lost in the Amazon uh, wow. with some other people. He was dying of starvation. He had malaria, um, you know, didn't so nice. know if they were going to make it out. Like everyone thought he was going to die in the backwoods of the Amazon. Um, after he was president? Of, after he was president. Yeah. Wow. I can like imagine 19... a president versus... doing that today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a couple cataracts up, uh, they were having issues with one of the porters and one of the porters had killed someone on their team. Right. And so he heard this and he'd been bedridden for a couple of days. Like they were carrying him around on a litter and he heard a gunshot from up the river and immediately jumped up, grabbed his rifle and like went and found the guy Wow! and like arrested him and, and brought him back in for the rest of the group but wow like that's (laughs) you know that that's kind of the energy that i aspire to is like you know if something is wrong like immediately get up and try to fix it right he he never wanted other people to do anything for him he just you know nope it's wrong we're gonna fix it and then try to do it
1: that's amazing i feel like one of the uh, related story that i heard about him was his when he, he was like a sickly child, and his but his dad wouldn't let him um, uh, have any excuses. Basically, so like you can, you can overcome it. I, again, I don't know how accurate this is, but that's what I heard. That's like how his his kind of attitude was, like the can-do attitude, but from from, yeah. from from early childhood and instilled by his father. Ah, an interesting character theodore roosevelt i'll try to remember not to call him teddy um from, from now on so
2: <laughs> i mean, unless you want to marry him <laughs> I, didn't,
1: I did not know that was uh that was something he hated <laughs> all right well thanks for that um how about maria what have you got for us today
0: uh well we talked about Halloween last week and how we don't celebrate it as much in Sweden.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And you asked about Swedish traditions. That's right, because I felt like, you know, that was a big blow to the, uh, to the country. Your
3: personal yeah. ranking yeah. of countries. Yes.
1: So I figured if you could come up with some holidays <laughs> that you celebrate that we don't, you could make a comeback.
0: Well, this is a European holiday. Okay. But it's in Sweden. It's mostly located in the south parts which is where I'm from okay. and it's called St. Martin's Eve and St. Martin's Day. Oh that
1: one I've not heard of. It's uh,
0: November 10th and 11th. Oh coming
1: up. Oh real soon.
0: Uh, yeah and it's uh, a celebration of the St. Martin who died on November uh, 8th Uh, the year 397 and was buried uh, three days later on the 11th. Okay. And uh, the goose has become a symbol of him uh, due to the legend that he was uh, trying to avoid uh, being ordained a bishop so hid in a pen of geese. And their cackling (laughs) gave him away. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, I assume this Uh, is not why he became a saint, though.
0: No, uh, I haven't ventured that far into the (laughs) history.
1: Okay, so we don't Uh, know why he became a saint, but... No. Okay. Apparently, he Uh, didn't aspire to it, though.
0: No. Okay. Uh, And um, so, in Sweden, at least, and in France. Uh to honor him, we eat geese <laughs> 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 on these this day. <laughs>
1: oh, because, uh, because they gave them away. Alright, those yeah. those nasty geese. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> and uh because they're usually slaughtered in early November.
1: Oh. Okay. So we eat but wait. uh roasted geese. This is we don't we can't, is, is it normal, like you can go to the store or something, the grocery store, and get some goose meat or? Yeah. What? Yes. No, oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing here. I'm
3: going to check we can get it all foods.
1: <laughs> I mean, at, um, I know like when I go to the mountains, the hill country in uh, North Carolina, there's all kinds of odd meats in the grocery stores, but I've never seen goose.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also some people, um, because geese can be expensive, uh, they eat, uh, like, turkey or chicken instead.
1: Oh. Or duck. So, geese, goose is like, um, is like something you do rarely. Is it yeah. Because it's expensive. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. We have so and many geese over here you can have. <laughs> They're yeah. just everywhere because they're 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 not eaten or you know they they poop everywhere in the parks. Um, it's Yeah, just it looks of like we'd
3: have to go to a specialized deli.
1: But you can get them. You yeah. Can.
3: Mm-hmm. What? Yep. This
1: I'd you never
2: get Christmas yeah. goose.
1: What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is something I'm going to have to try. Uh, and uh, never had it. Uh, this is usually paired
0: with something called svart uh, translates okay. into black soup. Anyone want to guess what that is?
2: Uh, so it's like blood pudding,
1: right? Yeah, it's the blood of the geese. Oh, oh. no.
3: I was going to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. and thought it was like a blackberry thing.
1: This is now. your comeback <laughs> no. from not celebrating Halloween? <laughs> what?
3: It's very I'm, Halloween. It's blood told. soup.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Good point. <laughs>
0: and for dessert, we have apple pie.
3: Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Brought it back around at the end.
1: Okay. I do love a good apple yeah. pie. Yeah. Just curious what's your favorite form of apple pie, like specifically the crust? What, what's on the top of an apple pie in Sweden?
0: Uh.
1: More crust? Well, <laughs> crumb <laughs> topping? Nothing? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Which one do you go for? I'm just curious.
0: Um, well, the cake one, I think, actually. Cake?
3: Oh, apple cake?
4: Yep. Oh,
0: apple cake. Okay. Nice. All right. With All right. the vanilla custard. Very nice.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds good. So basically, St. Martin's Day, you have a feast, sort of like Thanksgiving over here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. And in some countries, which I found interesting, it's called Old Halloween. Oh. oh
1: cool. Okay. I feel and like we need to con- know... Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Some countries uh, start a celebration at the 11th minute of the 11th hour of the 11th day of November. So 11-11, oh. 11-11.
3: Isn't that oh. Armistice Day? Am yeah. I making that up? Okay, no, but it's not it eleven is. eleven. Okay, that's at five forty-five a.m. Apparently.
2: Okay, really? I thought it all, <laughs> I thought it all ended eleven eleven.
3: I don't know. All right. Well, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> huh. Time zones, man. Though you could say what you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Somewhere it was eleven. Yeah. Um, it was hundred and seven years ago. No. One, I can just make stuff up at this point. <laughs> that's, just true. Yes. That's, that's true. That's yeah.
1: true. I feel like I kind of want to find out more about Saint Martin, but I can. I guess I can do that on my own. Like, why did he become a saint? Why was he hiding out in the geese? Like, what? <laughs> why is? Why is he celebrated? It's it's uh, it's all very mysterious.
3: Yeah, and can be your afternoon project. Yeah,
2: saint. this is a very fat goose, RJ.
4: <laughs> I had to it I looks delicious. It and I had to fatten it up a little bit. <laughs> uh
1: yes. Um Yeah, it, I we have how many saints do we celebrate? St. Patrick,
3: St. Valentine.
1: St. Valentine. Mm, do you celebrate those as well? Uh
0: somewhat, not a lot. Um,
1: okay. Okay. St. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day has basically devolved into a big drinking day here, yes. at least. Yeah, and
0: Valentine's Day is just for uh,
1: chocolate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: It's uh, St. Stephen's and St. Nicholas.
1: Oh, St. Nicholas, I know. I don't know St. Stephen's.
2: What's it's, that? It's generally uh, Boxing Day. Oh, we did learn about 26.
1: Boxing yeah. Day.
3: Yeah.
1: I did not know that was uh, celebrating a saint, though. Interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. It depends it does.
3: on what
2: calendar you go to.
3: Yeah. Okay. I think they've got some songs about the feast of St. Stephen.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, that does sound interesting. I do like a good Thanksgiving dinner and Goose sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to have to give it a try soon um we'll have to figure out where to get it and um maybe i can report back on that um i always i always like to try something um interesting like that my latest adventure in the city was buying that chicken hanging in the window (laughs) that was actually really good (laughs) surprisingly it's a little scary because they literally just it's hanging there at room temperature (laughs) and um, they grab it from the window and I watched the whole process. So it's a giant cleaver, comes down several times, chops, <laughs> chops it up into some slices and goes on the plate. So, and you just eat it at room temperature. Does not seem safe, but they, <laughs> New York City has a uh, restaurant ratings uh, required on every, on the outside of every, um, establishment and they got an a so i was like well (laughs) i don't know how but
3: it got a system
1: it seems to be safe to eat and i i Mm -hmm. ate it several times and i live to tell about it so
3: yeah
1: highly recommend the experience it's very interesting (laughs) (laughs) okay uh let's see who do we have next let's go with allison
3: The one who's left
1: The one who's left
4: i have one
3: today
1: too oh i already have one you want (laughs) to go do you want to go next uh allison can go ahead okay all right allison
4: okay so
3: um obviously now my whole life revolves around the new puppy yes (laughs) um it's taken her uh, a long time or you know we haven't had her that long but she's slowly coming out of her shell and we're learning more about her and one thing that we realized that she loves are things flying in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very interested in throwing balls, um, seeing other dogs out in the park playing fetch. And then we ordered um, a bed for her and it came with it like a flying disc waffle. Yeah. Um, so we, t- we tossed the waffle around and she's very interested in that. Yeah. Um, so that I should
1: maybe explain why it's interesting because she came. Uh, she was a rescue and she's very shut down and is just starting to come out of her shell a little bit Mm -hmm. so once in a while she all of a sudden will jump around like you would expect a normal dog to do yeah but then she like realizes she's doing it (laughs) and gets like oh was I supposed to do that I don't know so (laughs) so um it's fun to see her like get excited yeah she doesn't get excited about things yes. yet so yeah, it's, it's really her, cool to see her her
3: flying waffle yeah um that's so,
1: yeah that, that's over the top for yeah. her
3: yep. um so that got me thinking about kind of the um where frisbees came from <laughs> uh because we are going to get her her very own frisbee pretty yep. soon yep. um david has to finish his consumer reports but when he's <laughs> yes. done we will she will uh, have her own frisbee
1: every purchase is a big process here <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so Frisbees were actually, um, the origin of the term comes from a bakery in Bridgeport, Connecticut, called the Frisbee Pie Company. What? Um, and people would uh, take the empty pie tins and throw them at each other. Oh.
1: Um,
3: and, yeah, you know, people, you know, were, I guess, more creative with their toys in free time in the past. Interesting. Um, so they would throw the pies at each other and yell, Frisbee.
1: Ah, oh, that you know that word just came up. I've been reviewing thousands of words for the Words you call it word list, and
3: mm-hmm.
1: Frisbee was one of them.
3: That... Well, go ahead. Sub fun fact related okay. to the spelling. So Frisbee and the Frisbee Pie Company is F R I S B I E, oh. not F-R-I-S-B-E-E. That came later. Okay. So apparently, like the this was a common practice is like tossing pie tins at each other oh. people did this all over the country so that happened in connecticut at the same time um it had been happening for a long time The kind of frisbee lingo and in the 1840s in california this guy named walter morrison um was like throwing pot tin pie plates with his wife apparently i think okay. they were playing a game of tin pie plate catch no idea and um, he had the idea to kind of make a plastic version of it, and he decided to call it the like the Flying Saucer to capitalize on kind of the UFO oh. craze that was happening in the country. Oh, um, even
1: in the 1840s? Apparently. UFOs, okay.
3: Um, so then um, they ended up kind of slowly improving on like the form of the Frisbee and making sure it was better for flight, and they ended up selling it to the wham Toy Company as the Pluto platter.
1: Pluto platter, yeah. yes. In
3: 1955. And Whammo was like a huge deal. They also um, had the patent on the hula hoop. Okay. So it was like the premier toy company. Um,
2: was it bigger than hula hoops? Like the Frisbee? Uh,
3: yeah. They sold over 100 million units um, in the first 20 years. So I feel like probably. I, yeah. I just I feel like they're just smaller and more portable, also easier to lose. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, I've I recently was introduced to frisbee golf actually uh, last summer. Yeah, your um,
3: nephews love it.
1: And I real I did not realize how hardcore um, frisbee golfers how many frisbees they own. It is insane. <laughs> they literally carry around a, either a backpack if you're like a lightweight um, with like. I don't know, as many Frisbees as you can stuff in a backpack, like maybe 50 or so. And some of them wheel them around <laughs> in like giant. And, and those are just the, the ones that they selected from their uh, entire collection to bring to the field that day. So, so I, I feel like Frisbees have it over hula hoops in that respect. You're not going to buy like hundreds of hula hoops probably but uh it seems like a lot of competitors um buy hundreds of frisbees to play yeah. frisbee golf yeah. So you're saying there are like 10 people that own frisbees they just own a lot of <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. yeah,
3: exactly
1: <laughs> well i went to i went to a frisbee golf course and it was pretty crowded <laughs> and i would say there's probably at least at least 50 people there at the moment um and each one of them probably had at least 2030 frisbees there. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, a related um fun fact. So, Wamo had kind of the the Pluto platter um for that's what they marketed the frisbee as for the first 9 years and then they had one mm. of their toy designers um added the rings, the like kind of raised edges mm. around that like towards the outside of the Frisbee. And because he added the ridges, he was actually able to patent it. Oh. Um, and that's where the name, they resurrected the name Frisbee Okay. in 1967. The um, his name is Ed Hedrick, and he's actually also the inventor of Frisbee golf. Oh. He invented it in the 1970s. He invented the
1: sport as well. Yeah, okay. so,
3: and that came only three years after mm-hmm. the invention of Ultimate Frisbee, which actually took place right across the GW in Maplewood, New Jersey.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Both good games.
3: Yeah. Um, and now, uh, so Frisbee is actually now owned by Mattel. Wham-O. Uh, they bought Frisbee from um o in 1994. Okay. If you're wondering why you've never heard of a super toy conglomerate, wham because Mattel yeah. bought them out.
1: I had heard of them.
3: Oh, you had. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, you you're super old. <laughs>
2: okay.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Maybe just want uh, red
3: oh my <laughs> i just
2: um, i just imagine like the first christmas or birthday get, with a kid getting a plastic like pluto platter disc,
3: uh-huh. yeah
2: and the dad being like back in my day we just used pie tins." <laughs> <That's
3: right. laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's
1: right yeah this yeah. newfangled plastic stuff it's completely unnecessary yeah (laughs) yeah I kind of want to throw some pie tins and just see how they how they do I feel like pie (laughs) that's true I want to eat the pie and then throw the tins um but I feel like it would be hard to oh I bet they were I'm thinking of like the little aluminum foil pie tins like how would you get any distance or you know be able to throw them straight Mm -hmm. but I guess if it was like a heavy heavier metal one maybe that would work
3: yeah
1: yeah Cast
2: iron by 10.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that's children knocked out in a field is what I'm picturing with that. <laughs> this was, this yeah. is not a game for fun. No. Got
3: to be super strong for that.
1: <laughs> ah, very interesting. All right. Now yeah. We, we so know we'll the be history. sure
3: to when Leah gets her own frisbee, we'll be sure to report back on how that goes.
1: Yeah, there's so many interesting frisbees, and then there's like <laughs> that that ring that goes super far. Yeah. Um, you have to like have an entire football field to be able to throw it. Um, then there's like the little cloth ones that are pretty she, good. The one
3: she was very interested in was the little like cloth one because that's yeah. what the whip it had in the park, who she was okay. very jealous of. OK,
1: <laughs> All right, yeah, we got to compete with the, the neighbor dogs.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, RJ, what's the this is a special occasion. Yeah. RJ yes. usually <laughs> is just drawing in the background. But today, what have you got?
4: So I'm going to leave myself some space to draw because I actually have no idea how to illustrate That's this one, but it's related yeah. to... Two weeks ago, we talked about earworms oh, and some stuck in your head. So I'm going to get no. one stuck in everybody's head. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had one stuck in my do... head for, for about a week now, and I didn't want to acknowledge it because I feel like it'll lodge itself in further. But go ahead. Do your I'll, I'll replace
4: it for you. I think Jake and Marie already know what it is. So I just finished, I just finished this book. It's called Decoding Despacito. By Leila Kobo, who's the oh, like God. VP of Latin music over Billboard. Yeah, and the book is super interesting. Each chapter talks about a different song, uh, sort of throughout the history, of of Latin music that that hit it big in the U.S. And she interviews all the uh, the musicians, sometimes the writers, the executives who were related to it, and you know, what's the secret? Why did this song? Hit it big. And it starts with the book. The first chapter is uh, Feliz Navidad. And then the the last chapter is uh, Malamente, which came out in 2018. So it's pretty wide. But the one that was really, really interesting to me uh, still to this day holds the record for the longest stint ever on the Billboard Hot 100 number one for a primarily non-English track. 14 weeks at number one on the billboard hot 100. And that is the Macarena.
1: Oh my gosh.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And this, the reason this book, part of the reason this book was so interesting to me is it has a lot of these songs that you think of as just being like kind of silly, kind of cheesy, you know, Feliz Navidad, the Macarena, like, you know, the song, but you don't really think about it. You know, it comes on and you just go dance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not only did it have the longest stint ever at number one for a, primarily non-English track, the original, the Bayside Boys mix, which is the Spanglish one that really made it popular in the U S and another remix in 1996, all three were on the hot 100 chart. Oh my gosh. The first time that's happened since 1977 to have three, like three versions of the same song.
1: Oh wow. It was
4: also the first time since 1990 for two songs by the same artist to be on the Hot 100 at the same time.
1: Wow.
4: Uh, and the the Bayside Boys mix was the first major successful remix to hit the Hot 100. It took 33 weeks to reach number one, which, again, to this day is the longest rise from release to hitting number one.
1: Wow. wow. <laughs> and the song
4: is still number seven on the Hot 100 greatest of all time chart. Oh,
1: my goodness. And this is
4: all... The Macarena, right? Yeah. Like such a, <laughs> it's a it's a mean song almost. Like, you know, you go dance and uh, it was created by this band of two 40-something Spanish musicians who even in Spain were really nobody. They they had some local recognition and the song sort of started getting local recognition, but that's from that song they that song just, of course, blew up and is still. Everybody knows it. Everybody in the world knows yeah. that song. <laughs> wow! And uh, it was just. Um, I love. I've been reading off notes, but I need to open the book because I I love the artist talking about how he came up with it. He met met a woman, and immediately, as soon as he met her. And I started to say "Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Madalena, que tu cuerpo es para alegría, cosa buena." And he's saying Madalena, but his daughter is named Esperanza Macarena. Uh-huh. He says, "I can't have a daughter with such a beautiful name and keep the name Madalena in the song when her name is Macarena." Uh-huh. And La Esperanza Macarena in Sevilla is the the Virgin of Triana and she heads the Easter processions. So Ah. that's where the name Macarena came from, but he just met somebody with a musical name and the lines just sort of came to him. That's crazy. (laughs) And it, it blew up even from its premiere at the Sevilla fair. Uh, There's 1300 to 1400 tents and they all play different music and Macarena came out, and all 1,400 casetas, all the tents, were playing the song. Wow. Even from when it released, it was huge. It just took some time to get popular in the U.S.
3: Wow.
1: Wow, that's incredible. I wonder what it is about that song. It sounds like it was a, like a gift, almost. I've, I've yeah. heard the artist describe some of their 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 music like that. It's not like, I mean, some of it's like a struggle to get out, but some of it just mm-hmm. like, bam, it's there. Sounds yeah, like his other cool.
4: quote is, sometimes we come across miracles. Uh, it just came out of nowhere. Uh, that, it was kind of interesting, like reading this book and hearing the, I, I listened to the audiobook, which is narr- narrated by Leila Kobo, and hearing the origins of some of these songs. A lot of them were like that, that they just came out of nowhere. Um, huh. It was, I think, uh, Shakira's Whenever, Wherever. Uh, mm-hmm. She said, you know, they'd been working on it all day. And then she was driving home and she was alone in her car. She said the, the lyrics and the melody just came out of nowhere. She said she was like yelling in her car by herself. Cause she just was like, yes, I got it. And She knew immediately it was going to be huge. And she's like, wow. it just came out of nowhere.
1: That is incredible how that happens. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's so bizarre. I can't imagine also what it's like to hear your music um everywhere mm-hmm. that's yeah. gotta be amazing like my my i have a very small dream i just want to see one person that i don't know playing one of my games on the subway um mm-hmm. and that would make my <laughs> that would make my life but can you imagine just everywhere you go your music's playing and everyone knows it and you're like i wrote that that's gonna that be that's
4: pretty amazing gotta be <laughs> that's i'm I'm looking for this one other quote from the book that I really liked. It was about um, bailando by Enrique Iglesias and Gente de Zona, which if you don't know, you might recognize if you heard it.
3: Um, oh, I, oh, I know but, it.
4: <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and December Bueno, also he, he wrote it and he gave it to, gave it to Enrique and then gave it to uh, Gente de Zona, but I, I can't, find it now but um somebody came up to him and was like one of his friends was like have you heard this song like this song is so great listen to it and he's like oh uh a friend called me from cuba he was in a taxi and he said i just heard a song called bailando and i loved it and your friend is singing i said bailando oh this is enrique iglesias talking i said bailando because at the time we didn't know whether to call it física Chimica. And he tells me, go check it out on YouTube. And I said, Ernesto, I wrote the song with December. <laughs> so I called December and said, December, you put out the song and you didn't tell me. <laughs>
1: I was calling and
4: like, listen to this amazing song. I wrote that. That was so cool.
1: Oh, that's good. that. What a compliment. Yeah. Right? Then you know, it's real. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and then he's like, okay, now I want to sing on it because they first released it with just Hentera Sana. I highly oh. recommend this book, even if you're not like into latin music like i am like uh it's it's really really interesting all the stories of the origins of songs
1: yeah. cool yeah um <laughs> set, get, uh, yeah send me the link so i can put it in the, yeah. the podcast we'll put it yeah. in the podcast notes yeah. awesome
3: okay
1: hey, cool all right well that uh those were some fun facts for sure uh caitlin should be back next week Mm -hmm. um maybe she'll have some fun facts oh i can't imagine anything about alzheimer's is fun but there have been a lot of good uh i've read some articles about good progress being made on understanding and treating uh, the disease so not fun but positive Yeah. yeah Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll learn something a little more about that next week with Caitlin. I don't know what she's going to bring, but um, RJ, can you let people know where they can find us?
4: I can. If you like the show, follow us on all the social media. We're at Hot Chai Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're not watching on Twitch right now, we're also Hot Chai Games there, where we stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then record this podcast with live art every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like, subscribe, leave, review, and tell your friends. Awesome.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you again same time, same place next week. Take care, everyone.
3: Bye. 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 See you. David, you have to do words and it codes and a title.